0: Well, what do you want from an
1: interesting <laughs> article? Yeah, come on. Well we're not going this twenty twenty. I to think real hard in.
2: Well, I have been busy editing. Okay, so here we are. Yeah. Welcome to the Financial Independence Garage, where we give you the tools to repair your finances and unfold the roadmap to financial independence.
1: Hey, you nailed it. Did you get the, were the you re- sticker on the top of your computer? Straight from memory.
2: Wow. Or the Google Drive. Okay.
1: I thought you were reading. <laughs> That's more. Accurate. Your eyes looked like you were reading. Yeah, it definitely looked like you were reading.
2: <laughs> uh, okay. Welcome to the show. It is the uh, the mechanic, the economist, and the accountant. Hello. Again tonight. Good day. And first beverage. Yeah. Let's get into it had a lot of preamble before
0: we got the record going here, so.
1: Well, we, we struggled pretty hard. You want me
0: to read this one? Yeah, go yeah. for it. This is the Magic Hour Grapefruit Ghost. Is that how you say that? Ghosts. Ghosts. say Ghost Ghosts. Just, I don't know. I th- I'm going with ghosts. Uh, photographer Margaret Burke White once said, "Magic Hour is <laughs> a Do you kind need some of help." Yet? No, no, I got this. <laughs> Magic hour is a kind of golden hour one remembers for a lifetime. Everything was touched with magic. With this beer, we've captured that moment and put it in your hand. Although magic hour might be fleeting, this ghost style ale is something you can bask in any time of the day. Now, this is a two point four alcohol. I was, I was just gonna. S- I saw
2: that too, and I've been ripped off.
0: Where's the boots?
2: <laughs> We're gonna have to shortcut in this one and do three beers. <laughs>
1: This is clearly a three-beer episode.
2: It, it came in a, pa- a convenient pack of three beers in the sampler, so I thought we'd try it. But it is actually a pretty nice little grapefruity summer beer here. Yeah, I like that.
1: That's a breakfast beer right there.
2: Okay, this is my whole problem. Like Going off on a rant right at the beginning of the show, this is my whole problem with the whole Rattler popularity. Like, Don't get me wrong, I love a Rattler, but buy a can of Sprite and mix it with a full-strength beer instead of buying half the alcohol content in a beer for twice the price. That
0: would save on your food bill. Hey,
2: it ties into that the show. That would save on your food bill. That's going to be the show tonight, folks. We're going to, we've we've done a little bit of exploration into cars, transportation, uh, housing. Yeah. And uh, biggest expense number three, tonight, we're going to tackle the old food costs. Yeah, the last big expense. Don't
1: worry, we won't be attacking alcohol. Spend whatever you want on that. <laughs> that,
2: that goes into the discretionary column, doesn't it? Yeah, sure. I think so. It's excluded from uh, the food budget. Yeah. Yeah, as long as you're mindful. Just and you those... don't buy 2.4% beers. What a mistake. Well, they should you... sell
0: us in the grocery store. <laughs> they probably well. do. I don't know. Tastes good. We'll get through it. Yeah. It's it's kind of like somebody spilled some beer in my grapefruit juice. Yeah. Beer number two might come early this episode.
1: <laughs> I'm currently moving it in the show notes right now to a higher <laughs> location. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: okay. So uh, getting started here, as usual, we'll start off with uh, something interesting one of us found.
0: Yeah, I found uh, an article by uh, Rob Carrick on the Globe and Mail, and I know the Globe and Mail is kind (laughs) of an iffy place to go because they cut you off the article limit pretty quick. Uh, But he he wrote an article uh, titled, A Lot of Canadians Seem to Have Stopped Investing to Pay Down Their debts." Right.
2: Did they? What's the theory there?
0: They have a couple sources, and basically what they found was that Invest or investments are down in ETFs and mutual funds and saving accounts are not up. Their conclusion was that that must mean people are paying down more debt.
2: Right. Did they say in the article there that there was actual proof that debt was
0: being repaid? They said it's uh, consistent with what uh, banks are, are experiencing. Okay. They haven't surveyed people that said, what are you doing with your extra money, paying down debt or investing or putting it in the saving account or spending more. I mean, that wasn't the survey.
1: Right. I mean, it would make sense with whatever it was, five interest rate hikes in the last year and a half, that people would be looking towards their debt now more, especially <laughs> if you're looking to renew. <laughs>
2: the mechanics the mechanics have a problem i'm not sure what's going on (laughs) we gotta pause here for a second (laughs) Stand by is that better yeah is this better yes that's better thank you okay (laughs) Uh, so let me uh bring you back into that article there i I caught this line in there that i thought was interesting that he said that there, there are reasons not to get too excited by any such trend. One of them being that those with the riskiest debt loans probably aren't
0: among those paying down what they owe. That's not great news. Right. I mean, I think it's what the accountant was saying that uh, the people who are actually mindful of where they're sending their money, seeing the interest rate hikes are going to pay down debt. Are going to be paying down debt. It's a it's a guaranteed return on that right that money and, yeah. and then the general population who is living paycheck check to paycheck maybe well they didn't invest before they're probably not paying down their their high debt you wouldn't think so now or oh, more high rate debt sorry
2: yeah mortgage rates are still pretty cheap in Canada so you could still outpace those with uh, long term market uh, returns
1: absolutely and I'm not advocating for timing the market but if no. you're at a HELOC and Probably in the four percent range, you get a guaranteed four percent return on your money, and you could sit on the sidelines. And if the recession is coming, that people seem to think is coming, then you could jump back in with that money at that time. There's always a recession coming. Well, I know yeah. that's what's that uh that saying that people have pr- successfully predicted thirty six of the last fifteen recessions.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's good stat. Yeah, that's the truth. I like it. All right. Well, yeah, that is kind of interesting and. Again, I, I'll throw out there that I didn't have a chance to research who the market analysis firm was that did this research, and it, it does come down to right. the statistics. Right, which and, can be uh, massaged. Massaged and made to read how you want them to read. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the main topic of this evening, we want to explore some of the food
0: costs. So Don't you mean how to crush your food bill? I got to go in order? No that's oh. the title that's the title of the podcast and now you've committed to a title We yeah. already put it in the show notes <laughs> you not oh you are... you want to do how to take a bite out of your food costs you prefer that title? that is a little clever mm. we've gotten uh, off topic again over uh, here. how to crush your food costs <laughs> 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 don't sound so excited how to crush costs on food yeah we're we're crushing the last of now our i think we're just back
1: in semantics
0: yeah How about,
2: yeah, something to do with reducing your spending, crushing your costs, eating your way to fi. We'll
1: get creative.
2: (laughs) You didn't like eating your way to fi? I don't know. It could work. It's a diet program. Yeah. Okay. I'll write the book. Uh, Well, go ahead then. Start us off. You're so keen on the the project here.
1: Um, I would say number one thing that I have done to crush my food bill is meal prepping.
2: For work meals, like lunches or dinners, like just in general, just in
1: general, like meal prepping for the week. And then I also have a stash of like, you know, soup and stuff like that, that I put in individual containers in the freezer so that if I am pressed for time, I'm never having to go buy fast food or go eat out if I'm pressed pressed for time and I can quickly grab
0: something that I've made that's so you're not buying convenience food like a frozen pizza or exactly. It's both healthier and cheaper.
2: So when you're making a meal, you're making a batch.
1: I make a batch. So, yeah, yeah,
2: that's what that's what I do too. Definitely. Do you, do you have any key recipes that you're your go tos?
1: Yeah, I have a bunch of sure, standard recipes. Uh,
0: chili. Yeah. Chickpea curry. Do
2: you put mushrooms in your chili? No, that Nobody puts in, mushrooms in their chili. Of course not.
0: Chili doesn't have meat in it. <laughs> chili con carne has meat in it.
2: And mushrooms. Mushrooms just shouldn't be eaten. At I don't any put point mushrooms time. there, but the the accountant likes mushrooms in it. So the economist likes mushrooms yeah. in his chili. No, absolutely. God, no. That, no. <laughs> so, chili, I agree with. We make a lot of chili as well yeah. because you can make a huge pot of it, generally, eat it for a night or two anyway. Yeah. And right. there's enough to freeze individual portions for, like you said, when you're in a rush, when
0: you need to pull out something quick. Yeah. Yeah. Anything with pasta or rice in it. I yeah. Mean, that's yeah. a cheap base, right? For sure. Yeah. <clears throat> absolutely. I'm
2: big on the Thai red curry.
1: Yeah, I, I have a Thai recipe. I make a Thai curry. Yeah, I
2: made it last night because the, the mechanic's wife's away for the week, so somebody's got to eat. Right. And I'm pretty sure I've got it figured out. I can last four nights on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, a lot of recipes you can. Yeah, because
2: yeah, usually, usually I, we cook it for the two of us Yeah. and have it for leftovers right. type thing, right? So yeah. yeah. I mean, you generally cook for yourself, which is usually harder to cook for yourself because
0: right. por- portion-wise. Absolutely. So you do... Freezer but, stuff as well or lots of leftovers? Yeah, I tend to put half in the freezer. Yeah. And uh yeah, you get four portions, so that's, you know, a couple lunches, couple dinners. I think a big thing for a lot of people though is they're probably sitting there going, I can't eat the same thing over and over and over and over again. Right? They need some variety. They can invest in some, you know, freezerware.
2: <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah. Like
0: <laughs> Well, I what I was gonna say to that
2: was, you know, have uh have like, have some core recipes or core meals that you know, like maybe both you and your spouse know how to prep and you know how to shop for without a list. Yeah. And it's, it's sort of like basic ingredients and you're like, okay, when the question comes up, what are we going to have this week? You're going to say, oh, we're going to have taco salad. That's one I like making because you're having your, your vegetables as well. We use chips. We don't use a big tortilla bowl, but it's the same, similar principle. Yeah. You know, have some in rotation. And then when you have the time, you can explore something different. I think one of the things that we don't recognize here is how hard it is to feed children.
1: Yeah. None of us have kids. Yeah. Yeah. So we're missing
2: a huge part of this conversation. That's a whole um,
1: nother. Yeah.
2: And I think even shopping for kids and, and having them in the house to shop for them too. Yeah. So we can't even break into that and, and bring any light to it because I think that's where a lot of people's grocery bills balloon.
1: Absolutely. Is
2: spending because maybe they're not catering to their kids per se, but you know, the, I was fussy about certain things when I was a kid, but yeah. you know, you grow up and you're not, but we've got well, to, we got to respect that. that absolutely. That's,
0: yeah.
1: Chrissy, if you're listening, leave us a comment on how you, <laughs> how you do it with kids. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We'll yeah, we'll sure. defer to the
0: experts on that one. Yeah,
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. I think too, another big one is like buying in bulk, especially when stuff goes on sale that's non-perishable items that you're going to, like, you know, you're going to use.
2: Is this coming back to your like sour gummy road trip where you bought 10 kilos or something? <laughs>
1: No, that was just
2: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, buying in bulk, are you referring to uh, like fill up your own container bulk? Or are you talking about, like Costco? Or like Costco bulk. Big, big so like size? 25
0: pounds of popcorn. Yeah, that kind of thing. You
2: don't think people tend to overspend in places like that when they... I think... Okay, okay. I go to Costco, but it's only a few times a year and done the math. It's enough to justify the membership. But I go for specific items that I know we can either store or use right away. But I look at other people's cards. And not that I'm judging them, but I do. (laughs) Not that I'm judging you, but I'm judging you. (laughs) And I don't make it public until we broadcast. Yeah. yeah. No. No, what I mean is that, and I'm guilty of it to a point as well. You walk through Costco and there's so many products that are outside your normal shopping realm in big giant boxes. and you know, I've I've brought home the box of 400 different crackers because we're gonna have a function two weeks later, and I think that happens to people as they grab like that
0: kind of stuff that you you don't know whether you like it or not. Yeah, and the danger with that is you don't know what that costs either. And every store, whether it's a discount store or not, is gonna have products that are priced higher than average. Right. This is I have a golden rule that
1: no going to any grocery store or Costco without a list. And whatever is on my list is what I buy and I do not buy other things. Do not deviate? Otherwise, there will be a whole lot of very delicious (laughs) but unnecessary items.
2: (laughs) You know, and that's, it's interesting because I think food spending really comes down to, I I don't necessarily want to call it discipline, but it's having mindfulness of what you're buying and what you're putting in your house. Because yeah, I agree. If it's in the house, there's Oreos in the house, I eat Oreos. Right, absolutely. But we don't ever buy Oreos, so there's no temptation there. Yeah. Right? Everybody knows I've got a chocolate problem. You can read about that in my blog. <laughs> yes, we do know you have a chocolate problem. But that was financially sound decision-making. True. And, you know, the chocolate's still in the fridge. It's not going bad. You're not overeating it. Not overeating it. Yeah. That much, that often. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get lonely. <laughs> Okay, let's get a little more <laughs> on topic here. We're so, uh, skirting around the, out, the outskirts of it here.
1: Do you guys have anything that you aim to spend, like per meal, per serving?
2: Not really. No. I, I was thinking about that yesterday when I was shopping for the Thai red curry. And I was thinking, well, there's, you know, the sunk cost is already in the chicken uh, bouillon and the, the Thai curry paste. We, we have that. that's just in the house right yeah you you have a spice cabinet or whatever it's already there so the fresh ingredients were you know the chicken uh which i splurged and went with organic chicken oh look at you mr fancy (laughs) uh well i don't sometimes i do sometimes i don't but it was on special so i figured it was worth it was only 47 dollars per chicken breast i think it was 29 a kilo or something that's those chickens are pricey they do tend to taste a little bit better it does taste better Uh, yeah and then it's some vegetables so I think I was all in for around twenty-two dollars yesterday. So five bucks a meal. About five bucks a meal for a dinner. Call it five bucks for a dinner. So yeah, I think that's pretty reasonable. Oh, absolutely. I'm comfortable with spending that. Yeah. And the and the time that I've saved
0: by, like you said, prepping three days ahead. Now you know, even if you don't prep, say say we're talking about dinner and you're you're in your house. Even if you don't prep a meal and you just cook what you're gonna eat that night, it's still quicker to cook it at home than to. Deal with going to a restaurant or going to or dialing up delivery. You know, if you have food at home, right?
2: Fair. fair. So, so to that point, do you have a list of staple groceries that are always at home in the fridge, or or in the freezer? Is there always some frozen? Yeah, like is there always enough at home to make a meal? Well, I guess the accountant, yeah, does that because he has meal plans. Right, a meal plan. There's
1: always something around yeah and i it also is hugely beneficial i work across the street from a grocery store so if we yeah, ha- are not helps. organized mm-hmm. then right before i leave work i walk across the street grab maybe one or two items that i need for dinner and
0: i don't... Al- i always have a can of tuna and almost always have bread, so tuna melt's an option.
2: Tuna melt's always an option.
0: I yeah. am totally comfortable with breakfast for dinner, too, because
2: there's always right. eggs in the fridge. Yes, oh, that's yeah. you very can make true. A, you can make a quick omelette with whatever leftover veggies you have, Yeah, and it's sort of a quick, healthy meal, right? Yeah. So, yeah, and I think that is important, though, is, is having some staples. Even, like, we don't meal plan like you do, but have, like, I know there's always eggs in the fridge. And, you know, like, I'll text the wife and say, hey, I'm going to Thrifty's. Do you want anything special? If she doesn't reply to me, I get the same stuff every week. Right. I yep. get similar vegetables every week. Uh, there's always cheese. There's always um, eggs. We That stuff's always there. There's always enough stuff to make a salad for lunch. There's always... A, one of our go-tos is we call it... Uh, I call it oven salad. She calls it mini pizza, but they're really the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just think yeah. oven salad sounds healthier, but what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you can call it whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, No. know. Well, so you know, those, uh, the wraps, the like the 10 inch yeah. flat wraps. So I get the ancient grains, ones of those and they come in a pack of 12 for three fifty, and they last in the fridge for quite a long time. Right. So those are always on board. They're in the fridge. All the veggies are already here. So what you do is you throw that wrap in the oven, you brown it, give it a little bit of crispiness and then it's, uh, make your own sauce, which is just tomato paste, which we buy at Costco because then you get 10 cans of it, right? And then you season it from your spice cupboard, and then you top it with veggies. Right. And then some cheese on top, slap it back in there, 10 minutes, you've got oven salad. It's fantastic.
1: <laughs> it sounds more like oven pizza to me. Mini
2: pizza, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it becomes it becomes oven pizza if we've specially bought some like pizza salami to put on it. Right. Then it's officially pizza. But if it's just veggies, <laughs> it's... vegetarian pizza is oven salad, okay?
0: Uh, pretty good. Okay.
2: Okay. <laughs> don't even get me into the debating of pizza things. I was so disgusted when one of the uh, bloggers out there said they freeze leftover pizza. You eat, eat leftover pizza.
0: Yeah, you can't it can't last long enough to freeze. I, I, mean... I
2: know, I know. I don't understand it, but
0: so let let's Do the math on this. So if you ordered a pizza, you have eight slices, right? That sounds about accurate. Well, you're always going to have an even number. I'll agree with that. And you're going to eat four pieces right away. Yeah. Is this solo effort? Yeah, solo effort. Solo effort. Because if if you've got more than one person, there's no way you can freeze pizza. Oh, 0% chance. So then you have... Two slices for lunch and two slices for dinner, or two slices for you can't freeze. You can't. There's nothing to freeze. No, no there's nothing to freeze. There's leftover d- crusts to freeze. That's <laughs> it.
1: If I wake up in the morning and there's pizza, I'm having breakfast pizza. Yeah. Let's be honest.
0: Yeah. I right, here's a, a food hack. Eat your crust. You'll be you. Uh, you'll make your dollar go for it. <laughs> All right. What else did we have? Things have, have uh,
2: taken a strange <laughs> turn today. It's the two point four percent beer. It's not cutting it.
0: No, no, it's not doing the trick.
2: <laughs> okay,
0: so uh, you said you're not a fan of of growing your own lettuce or having your own uh, your own eggs. I have like the that. most expensive tomatoes out of my garden in the world
2: <laughs> because because yeah, we pay for water, right. If you didn't pay for water. I don't pay for water. Yeah. If you didn't pay for water or like for, you know, if you had a condor that you could do the hanging, the hanging tomatoes, I think you're, you get good production. But the problem that I have is that we, we do have a garden. We have gardened. That's kind of the royal we, but, uh, (laughs) I just find that we're not diligent enough to harvest to its full potential. Right. Versus the amount of like seeding, um the starter plants the cost of the watering the labor time all of that put together for what we harvest yeah it's not even close
0: i'm I'm generally in agreement with you but i think there's ways that you can run a little garden and cut your your cost down i think you yeah. absolutely absolutely
1: can. i think i mean our problem are, are you gonna always... let
0: me say what i was gonna say no yeah <laughs> i wasn't going to but you go I, right I, ahead. I, I forgot if we were allowed to swear or not so I didn't. of course we are <laughs> anyhow the the one that sticks out to me is uh herbs you know if you're if yeah. you're doing any cooking with fresh herbs uh ha- having herbs, a little yeah. garden on your balcony or your deck can really save you a lot of money because it's three dollars for something that totally you, the little tiny sprigs in yeah. the plastic, and you're saving the plastic too right
2: Go ahead, you can yeah. speak now. Uh, oh, I'm content. allowed. I'm permitted. That's okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, we're
1: gone so often in the summer that when we did have a garden, we'd come home after a weekend and like you'd ha- find a bunch of rotten fruit that had gone bad over the weekend. And right. Then it also didn't get watered all weekend, so now stuff starts dying. Like it just wasn't cohesive. But I think in the right circumstance, you could definitely cut your food bill with it. Yeah, but well, you got to be really dil- diligent.
2: Totally. And I've been wanting to build one of those. Um, like aquaculture gardens? Yeah. You've seen these where... I mean, you, you go really far ahead into it. The aquaculture is, like, is
0: actually a fish tank. Isn't it called hydroponics?
2: No. Yes Isn't and no. Isn't that what you grow
0: drugs with? Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's another episode entirely. <laughs> now, now let me tell you about a side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> but you can make these um, PVC stands i mean you, you grow them in you know on your not in your patio but in, in a sunny spot in your home or whatever but the point is you can grow all those herbs you can grow lettuce you can grow spinach you can those because that's the problem the one thing i hate the most is i buy the thing of spinach because we love spinach we eat yeah. it a lot i put it in a smoothie we put it on the oven salad right. goes in lunch 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 salads are called lunch salads because <laughs> <laughs> it actually is a salad but it gets wasted you know skanky spinach yeah. is the worst it's not good <laughs> so you know that kind of leads us into another thing that we were talking about before the show is is how much you can you can save by being conscientious of your food wastage
1: yeah and yeah. i find that meal prepping could go back to that helps a lot with that because if you plan what you're having for the week and you buy groceries for that and then you know certain ingredients will last a certain amount of time then you base another meal off of what will be left over from yeah. what you make first, and you can really reduce your. Oh, taste. that's really
2: smart. If you can get that deep into it, that you've got like a cascading usage of, of the food. And that's it's great. taken me some time, but I know
1: certain recipes that have similar, you know, like, okay, well, I'm not going to use a whole bunch of cilantro for this, but I use it in this, this, and this. Yeah, so that'll yeah. be the three things we make this week. Right. That's pretty good. And that smart. way you're Very using smart. everything.
2: Now, just to go back to that meal prepping thing, do you have a multi-week rotation or...
1: Not really. Like we probably have four or five staples that yeah. we make all the time. And like some people would say, well, you get tired of that, but it's almost like I don't have decision fat- fatigue because yeah. I know what... There's four or five things that we know we like that are cheap, that are easy to make and will last for, you know, a couple dinners, a couple lunches. Right. And... Now, That's
0: do, just what we rotate do, through. Do you augment it with things like, uh, you know, go to the grocery store, or we're going to have burgers this week? Or oh, we're...
1: all the time we'll do that for lunch. Like sometimes we'll come home and say, well, tonight we don't feel like it, so we're going to do burgers. But at the same time I'm making burgers, my wife will make the meals for the rest of the week for lunches. Right. So it, like I've actually found that a lot of times now I'll cook a meal with that I'm not planning on eating. Just if like if I have free time on a Sunday afternoon, right? I'll make a bunch of stuff for lunches for the week, mm-hmm. and just be done with it. And there you go.
2: Yeah, I think it's a lot of that, isn't it? It's is that planning, that forethought, to be organized, because when it saves you time, it just saves you money. Yeah. Because right. we're all victims of convenience, right? If if we don't have the food, if we haven't planned for it, we'll just spend to get to get what we want. Yeah, to right? get whatever you need. Yeah. I just want to go back a second here. We were talking about food wastage. We didn't really explore that a whole lot. You guys brought to attention an article that uh, Talkan.
0: Aren't we going to talk about wrote. that
2: later? Are we talking about that later? Yeah.
0: Oh. Yeah, that's. Uh,
2: I'm it,
0: it's our stupid money move. Oh. Carrying on with the, the food waste uh, discussion. <laughs> one, uh, one thing that doesn't really fit in tradi- traditional food waste. But I've started to do... You say you have uh, spinach in your smoothie. Yeah. Well, I tend to have uh, cauliflower stock or broccoli stock or spinach stems in in my smoothie. Oh, interesting. Okay. So instead of buying a vegetable specifically to put in the smoothie, I'll just use... You're using... That's smart. Yeah. You must have a good blender. It's an average blender. Pulverize
2: that stuff? Yeah, it's fine. Did you notice... Have you eaten that... um... The sweet kale salad. The bags of the salad, was it comes with the dressing. No, I don't buy bags of salad. That's a waste of money. It totally
0: is a waste of money. I agree, but <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> never mind. They've got
2: they they are smartly right. giving you a tiny little bit of kale, ripping you off. Yeah. But putting in the broccoli stalks, right. like sh- shredded, and shaved in there as like their right. filler, and yeah. it's like that is smart. There, they're they yep. are ripping you off. Yep. So don't buy bags of salad.
1: Speaking of waste, you know what's not going to waste? this beer yeah i need another <laughs> that's early it just
2: went down too smooth
0: i still got a little left
1: here well i'll just sit here and fill <laughs> the thirst then won't i
2: we talked a little bit about well i think what i want to lead into actually is when you were talking about having a meal plan and prep and stuff i think that's a challenge for a lot of people yeah whether it's busy schedule um having kids or, or maybe just haven't taken the time or just haven't learned how to cook some of those basic dishes. You know, there's all sorts of services now, like uh, there's good food. And gee, I can't off the top of my head. They're, they're basically a delivery service for a pre-prepared meal that all the ingredients and instructions get delivered to you right? for you to make the meal. But then you still have to make it. You do. You still have to make the money. But meal. you don't have There's, to think. You don't have to think. You don't have to go shopping. You don't overbuy the ingredients.
1: I get that. I get that. What's your
2: take but on those services?
1: What are you paying for that convenience? Because you always pay for convenience. Oh totally. Yeah. I
0: I got I ordered one up. Okay. Because it was so many percent off. Yeah. And I think it ended up costing me five dollars a serving.
2: That's not wh- bad. Which is
0: not bad. No, that's not bad. But it was going to be $7, but I complained because I was the West Coast price. $7, not 5 <laughs> And then after that first basket, um, it was going to be something like 14 bucks a serving. Which is... That's that's excessive. It, yeah. That's really excessive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, My
2: argument with the food delivery service is that it may cost a bit of a premium. But I was, ta- I was chatting with one couple... At curling, as you do, that they they started to save money by using one of those, because they really liked trying different meals, and they used to do it by going out and eating out. Right. Right. They had admittedly weren't that great in the kitchen, but by subscribing and having two meals delivered, I think they said they had two meals delivered a week. That was two meals they weren't going out for. It was two meals they were prepping together at home.
0: Right. So. And it will. It could. Build um, a habit. It builds
2: a habit, which... See, that was actually one of the things I don't think is a great idea. Because all of a sudden now you're reliant on these meals to be delivered to you, and you're beholden to the cost of them all the
0: time. Well, I disagree based on my short experience. Because I got three meals, and I saved one recipe. And I've repeated it. So you, you've you repeated the recipe. Right. Yeah. See, I, I don't know... We're
2: going to have to do a deep dive into that, because... For some people, I think it's going to be great. Yeah, and they're going to use it to replace going out for meals. Um, they're going to use it to replace going for shopping and wasting a ton of food that doesn't get eaten in the fridge. it's going to be good because they're going to cook a healthy meal for the family. Uh, maybe it's going to encourage the kids to cook, get involved in it. You know, um, you know when you when you've got a. Young, you know, preteen or teen child. It's a great time. That's when I got forced to learn how to cook, and I'm yeah, glad yeah. I. I'm glad I did. Right, and if you got something interesting to make, maybe that inspires that. But the flip side I see too is that they, of course, have add-ons, and one of the add-ons that I noticed when I saw this at somebody's house was smoothies. They right. send you a pre-made smoothie. Yeah, right. And right. at this point, I'm starting to go. It's frozen fruit and yogurt. Exactly. Let's you're carrying this a bit too far. So I think that's where it can become a problem because it's always the plus plus, right? That you're spending
0: on, and now you're not taking into account. You're you've become a direct marketing target.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Right. I mean, we we should probably just address the elephant in the room. On the flip side of that, though, in as you were saying, if it stops you from eating out, like there's your number one. If you're somebody who well, eats out a lot. At restaurants,
0: there's the number one way to... To to save money. Save money. Stop going going out. Stop going out. Yeah. I mean, to be perfectly blunt, it's eating out, delivery or takeaway. Yeah. And convenience foods. Those are going to inflate your your food budget incredibly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I mean, I can attest to that because when I started tracking my spending, I was around you know between one 1,000 and 1,500 a month for sp- for food. That's a lot for single right. guy. Absolutely. Yeah. So well, now now I'm down and around a 500 pretty consistently. A still month. sounds like a lot, but I mean it's good like you
2: obviously yeah. you're conscientious and you slash some costs. That's yeah. awesome.
1: And like yeah. think of what that savings does
0: to your bottom oh, line, right? right. Exactly. Like that's astronomically yeah. large. I mean between 500 and 1,000 every month. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That all of a sudden is going into your investments towards FI and wow. Right. You can wrap that up or debt repayment or whatever it is, right? Yeah. yeah. That And that, you know, my food budget, it, it was probably a third, a third, a third between eating out, right. getting takeout, right. and convenience. Well, I mean, we all used to go out a lot more than we do now. Right. Yeah. You
2: know, and it's totally convenience.
1: Well, the one thing I find now, too, is like, I haven't completely eliminated going out. No, me neither. But no, now i actually enjoy it more when i go out because i'm not doing it all the time like i used to go for lunch every day at work yeah and now i'll do it once a month but that once a month i enjoy way more than the every day i used to do
0: that's right yeah well for me every day at lunch turned into geez what am i gonna have for lunch today there's nothing to eat in this town (laughs) yeah 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 exactly
2: so do you pack all your own lunches now and do you use leftovers mostly, or do you have a specific sort of, you know, like salad lunch or sandwich no, lunch or whatever? It's like... mostly
0: leftovers. Yeah,
2: um, that's a, that's the go-to way for lunches. Yeah. Lunch. yeah, yeah, it's the easiest. Again, I think we're missing a huge component of food spending here by not being able to address what kids and teenagers eat because well, that's yeah. just such a huge thing that we yeah. just can't cover. Well, I th- it's you know, it's not yeah.
1: like you can. I mean, generally, if you've got a kid in elementary school and you send them with leftovers that, like, need to be reheated. Like, I don't remember ever having anything <laughs> yeah.
0: that could be, like... Yeah.
2: Well, you can't even send your kid with peanut butter and jam sandwiches anymore. True. You can still do
0: a thermos of beans with a wiener in it, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> That'll stay warm. <laughs> Oh, that ghost almost guys, came out again. You guys, so you is, guys I, didn't have that? I was going to say, this
2: is what The uh, Economist had in grade four, grade five, right? The thermos with the <laughs> wiener sticking <laughs> up the top. <laughs> uh, oh, the images of this are just not good. Okay, we're going to stop. <laughs> yeah, okay, so convenience food, eating out, blah, 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 ordering delivery or using... Uh, food delivery services, right? Yeah, Uber I, Eats. I, Yeah, I sent you that Marketplace video. We'll put it in the show notes. Basically, they do a little analysis on uh, Skip the Dishes, Uber Eats, and sorry, there's another one there. You'll have to look it up. But basically, people don't realize they're actually the, – the menu items are a premium price because of the competition between those services. So when you order, for example, a Victoria, Skip the Dishes, and you pay $14 for your menu item of pasta – yeah. It's probably only $12 in store Right. Uh, if you went down and picked it up... Yourself. You'd get 10% off in most places. Yeah. Yeah,
1: most places have a 10% off yeah. pickup.
2: So, you know, if you are lazy, and we do order pizza once in a while, but sure. I can manage the seven-minute round trip to go pick it up. Yeah. Rather than wait 50 minutes. and
0: Not that I wouldn't tip somebody, but, you know, it's all plus-plus. Right. Yep, when it gets to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're paying $16 for your... Twelve dollar menu item that cost eleven if you picked it up.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly, precisely. And I think a lot of people are in that our convenience culture now, right? Yeah. And hopefully our audience that's on the path to FI is sort of conquered all that stuff and maybe realized how much it costs. So kind of beating a dead horse here. They're all they, everyone sort of figured that out, right? Hopefully, Ho- but well, yeah. I think it's again being mindful, yeah, tracking your spending and that's having right. a closer look at it, yeah yeah for sure spending on what you value right take out pizza and not freezing it is what I value yeah absolutely yeah (laughs) if I'm buying
1: pizza and then freezing it after I'm not creating value in my life
2: (laughs) you obviously didn't want pizza bad enough to eat it all (laughs) exactly (laughs) all right I've had enough of this ghost let's go have a look and see what's in the fridge All right, what'd you find in the fridge this week?
1: We got ourselves a Twisted Stock Blackberry Hellas. Inspired by the blackberries that grow wild on Vancouver Island, we took a classic German beer and gave
0: it a twist. That twist. (laughs) Oh, that was... uh... I don't know how I didn't get the beer through my nose. Pure comedy gold.
2: Oh, that was terrible. So a Gave twist. It a twist. <laughs> not, this
0: is why I've been reading the beers. Not clearly. twist, <laughs> eh? Not a twist.
2: This crisp... crisp <laughs> <laughs> this crisp... This <laughs> crisp... Hellas lager has a bright, fruity aroma and subtle...
0: Flavors of freshly, freshly picked,
2: picked blackberries.
1: blackberries. Wow. What episode is this? We still got 11 until we're good, uh, right?
2: Oh, that's, that's even better than good. <laughs> <laughs> Can't script that stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> kind of smells like blackberries. Well, okay, so we went hard on Vancouver Island Brewing this week, okay? Yeah. Bought the mixer pack that has three each conveniently. That was why we bought it. Yeah. It's also got, we may as well plug it, it's also got their Wanda Fuca Cerveza in there. And, uh, the Broken Island Hazy, which yes. we've already talked about on the show. So you're welcome, Vancouver We're plugging you again. because Anytime you're...
1: you want to sponsor the pod, would be lovely. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what I was going to say was, do you remember a couple of years ago, they had the Black Betty? Yes. That was the, um, was it Black... Uh, I think it Black, was Blackberry. It was Blackberry, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Black Betty. That was one of my favorite summer beers. That was
0: really popular that year.
2: It was. And, so, and when it discontinued yeah. last year, I was really disappointed. Yeah. So that my
0: hope was this is the replacement. Right. It, it's hard to remember for me anyhow but uh oh no that's the same recipe is it that's the same recipe right there i kind of like the black betty name more but i know they're uh rebranded rebranded yeah yeah no that's good it's a nice summer beer yeah i've got another summer beer that we'll
2: kick into in the, the next episode since we're coming who, into the nice weather here who sang black betty ramble <laughs> the mountain mountain I'm pretty sure there wasn't a band just called Mountain. I don't
0: think so either. Do you want to have a bet on this? It'll be on the show notes.
2: <laughs> oh, the artist was Ram Jam? No. Yeah, yeah Ram Jam. That's, That's absolutely correct. 100 it. I told All you right. it wasn't Mountain. There's no
0: band called Mountain. No. There will be tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have their own Wikipedia page and everything. <laughs> <sighs>
2: All right. Uh, so, you know, we've got some show notes here that we're supposed to be kind of uh, keeping this conversation on topic. Yeah. Who needs that? How's that working
0: out? Not well. I think we're pretty much ready for the deep dive, aren't we? Ah, we, do. we did start doing a deep dive. The accountant's stepped up to the plate. Yeah, two in a row. Oh, man. He's on the
2: diving board, and he's uh, he's bouncing up and down, ready to go.
1: <laughs> That's just a strange image for that. <laughs>
2: All right. So your deep dive this week is you wanted to do a little bit of analysis on what the cost actually is if you get lazy and start going out for lunch every day at work.
1: Right. Right. So I did just some very quick math on that. And I said if you spend $10 on lunch every day, which I feel like a lot of people spend more than that if they're eating out.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Call it, yeah, ten, yeah it's It's hard ten. to find a lunch for $10. For 10
1: bucks, but we'll call it 10. And we'll say that you were bringing, you know, luxurious lunches that were going to cost you five. So the net cost every day is five bucks. okay. okay yep. For eating out. I'm with you. you would have had to bring a $5 lunch anyway. You spent 10. It's realistically probably more than that. But that's $5 a day. It's $25 a week. Let's assume you work 50 out of 52 weeks a year, so you get two weeks vacation. I hope you don't. I really hope you (laughs) don't, too. (laughs) I'm I'm assuming if you're blowing all your money on lunch, you don't have a ton of money for vacations. (laughs) So we'll give you two weeks vacation, so you're working 50 weeks a year, which would be an extra $1,250 every year you're spending just to eat lunch out every day. And then if you take that over a 30-year career... And you put it into a compound interest calculator at even just a modest five percent, the ending value of that is eighty-four thousand seven hundred and twenty-four dollars.
0: Yummy. It says twenty-five on the uh, the old show notes there. Well, I it's eighty-four thousand
1: seven hundred and twenty-four seventy-eight. You round. Uh, seven. I know I could have <laughs> rounded up, but I didn't finish with the decimal places. So thank you. <laughs> so, so that's with a five
2: percent return.
1: That's with a five percent return. Now, if you up that to a 9% return, which is what the S&P 500 over the past 90 years has averaged, you're looking at one hundred eighty three thousand nine hundred sixty three thirty one. Holy crap. Which is a lot of money. Yeah. That's a big chunk of your retirement funds that you've spent on eating lunch out and being lazy.
2: Convenience. Convenience. You've, it's cost you $184,000 worth of convenience. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And if... If you look at it in a more realistic factor, is most people are probably spending closer to fifteen dollars a day on lunch. Yeah, I'm spending about two fifty a day on the lunches that I'm making, so that's a gap of twelve fifty a day, which is sixty two fifty a week, which is three thousand one hundred twenty five dollars a year. Over the same thirty year period at nine percent, that's 457408
0: dollars. You'd like to have that in your bank account? I'd rather, rather
2: have that in my bank rather account. Rather than your toilet? Yeah. So, that okay, you up that to 15.
0: $15
1: a day is not unreasonable. Like I, I work with a bunch of people that spend $15 yeah. a day on
2: lunch. I just did a little bit of math on my own here. Mm-hmm. That's 11,435 hours of working time at 40
0: bucks an hour. That's a lot of your time. 11,000 hours? Yeah,
2: that's... 1,400 work days. Yeah, that's almost six years. Six years of your life to pay for... For your lunches. Lunch is, for your lunches out. Whoa. Yeah. Opportunity that's... cost strikes, it rears its ugly head again. Well, and that's
1: where you look and you say, well, is that extra 10 bucks a day really that much? It doesn't seem like much when you go spend it, but it's a ton of money over time.
2: <sighs> you, just, you just found the latte factor, didn't you?
1: I know, and I hate that because... <laughs>
2: You know, I know you didn't want to talk about The Latte Factor. I don't want to.
0: You know, you brought this up and you brought it to my attention. And I find it kind of off-putting that somebody's trademarked a word for spending mindfully. When that's kind of a large part of, of the whole idea of fire. Yeah, is spending mindfully. And I. the
1: reason I... Cause we should give some context to this. Yeah, I I'm, there is I'm a, looking confused. Can there's you a tell? Bu- there's a book that recently came out. It's called The Latte Factor and it tells the story of a girl who spent $5 a day every day on a latte and how much and how that's why she was broke and it goes through all the math. Uh, yeah, but there's more to it than that. There's more to it to that and that's the, the, the reason mis- I hate yeah. calling it The Latte Factor is if the greatest part of your day every day is walking into a coffee shop and having a latte don't deprive yourself of that.
2: But yeah, but the important thing to realize there, though, is that that's you're having that latte after everything else in your personal finances has been taken care of. Your debts are you don't have any debt. Your your savings are maxed out. Your register accounts are maxed out. You're living your best life, and you have discretionary spending. And you say, "I'm going to spend on a latte because it's meaningful." That's one hundred percent fine. Totally. Okay. Yeah. That's what you have to you have to you know qualify that. Absolutely. It's the person that says. Well, I have my latte every day because it's the most meaningful thing in my life,
0: but I don't have any money to save and max out my retirement accounts. That's that's the, the that's no, the problem. But the latte isn't going to make the difference. There's other places that are not as meaningful okay. that that person can save.
2: This is the whole point. Okay, that's just a saying. The right. point is is habitual spending. Yeah, on on any item, right? Yeah, I mean, we can even say it's you know additional data on our cell phones that. It's, it's spending money on items that can be argued as frivolous right? when we haven't serviced our financial self,
0: paid ourselves first. Right.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, I mean, I mean but I, my point is this isn't groundbreaking. No, it's not groundbreaking. No, but, but
1: it's nice to actually put the numbers behind it and look and say, well, what would this actually, you know? Uh, yeah, for the lunch? Like, yeah, if absolutely. I averaged the S&P... 500 of the past 90 years for my 30 year career and saved that 1250 a day instead of spent it. Well, I'm almost at half a million dollars. Like, there's almost my whole pool of retirement funds that I need. Yeah. Just by one simple change. For sure. For sure. I think, you know, rather than taking the negative effect of, well, you're throwing away all this money, like, let's take the positive spin on it and say, Doing something as simple as that and taking that money and using it somewhere else can make a significant impact on your personal finances.
2: Huge. Absolutely. Yeah. I mm-hmm. will agree with that. No, it's good. Good, important information. We didn't talk a whole lot about um, shopping for deals. No, we because didn't. Because no, I we think didn't. I, I, we kind of glossed over that, I think, a little bit because that's one of those take care of the big things. Right. And the smaller things kind of look after themselves. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, we did a little bit in buying in bulk. Yeah, you know, If something you use is on sale and it's not a perishable item, we'll buy it in bulk when it's on sale.
2: Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, I've said before in that the article I wrote about chocolate, this like if there's a, like you said, a food that's not going to go bad or whatever, and it's it's a good deal, you can do the math on it. I think that's part, one of the things I guess I should just say is that people don't do the math in the store very well. So just that kind of mindfulness of going, you know, okay, well, that's a great value, but is it? Right. You know, a little bit of cost, cost benefit analysis, you know, shopping. I think it can go a long way over time. It's one of those incremental effect things where if you're mindful of your spending each time you shop and when you see something that's a deal, like when coffee's on sale for $9.99 a pound, I buy four bags.
0: Yeah. Right? there you Because go.
2: we're going to drink coffee.
1: Now, I think people can also go the other way on that, though. If you're going to drive 20 minutes across mm. town yeah. to a store to get totally. something for 10 cents a pound cheaper, yeah.
2: you've just burned more gas yeah. than yeah. savings anyway. Reference so, our transportation uh, episodes there. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. we're not yeah. trying to sit here and say clipping yeah. coupons is the way to go. No. But no. if I open it up and I see that there's some of the, the, the staple items, then
0: sh- go for it or stock up on them. Yeah, There's some no. items that have some pretty wide range and. In- Cost too big time. Um, from sale to not sale, cauliflower. For instance, you can get it for two fifty on sale, yeah. or six bucks. Right, right. And I have a recipe that uses a cauliflower, but I don't make that recipe when it's six dollars.
2: Fair enough. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, makes sense. All right, so we move on to our stupid move. I think so. That right. seems reasonable. Going along with our theme of the evening of food, is food wastage right? Yeah, Because all that wasted food is representing wasted money. So you guys brought uh, brought us brought the attention to Takan's article here, where he wrote about... Uh, he kind of did a little bit of a deep dive on how much money are you throwing away each, each year, and he starts by referencing a documentary that he watched where I'll throw the quotes, and this is directly from his, his article there, so uh, thanks, Takan. The statistics from the film that was called Wasted the story of food waste, it says 40% of food in America is wasted and 90% of wasted food ends up in landfills. One third of food grown annually for human consumption is never eaten. The annual cost of food waste in the US is $1 trillion. Jeez. 1.3 billion tons of food is wasted every year. And there are 800 million people that are starving. Yeah. WTF, right? So it's... I mean those are astonishing statistics. They are.
1: But did you uh did you read the part about how
2: long it takes food to
1: decompose in a landfill? <sighs> Once it's buried. Yeah. Crazy. It's astronomical. I think it was something like Twenty five years. Twenty five years for, you know, your average food item that would just decompose if you left it outside on your front door in a matter of a week.
0: Mm-hmm. Bury it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a mass it's a huge problem. Yeah. It's just an absolute huge problem. So Again, from the article, yeah. One, what he came up with was that, uh, or sorry, it, it was the same film. The average American throws out fifteen hundred dollars worth of food a year. Right. Right. And and he did his deep dive, and basically it worked out to the same as as buying lunch out. Yeah. yeah. So if you fairly close, yeah, yeah, if you stop buying lunch out and stop throwing food away, you can have a lot of money.
2: Well, yeah, his number uh, for that fifteen hundred a year is is after he'd run the run the numbers after thirty years, it came up with one hundred and eighty seven thousand dollars. So yeah. at a rate
1: of eight percent, at an eight percent, yeah, that's yeah. exactly
2: it. Which is no slight chunk of change. Be mindful when you're, and
0: it really pains me because I I tossed the spinach out yesterday. You yeah. Because I used to do it a lot more, and yeah. I was never happy about doing it. No, no, I know. Yeah, it's painful. But. When you plan, it reduces a lot of the. Waste.
2: Just throwing this out there, one of the things that we bought a couple of years ago that goes a long way is um, one of those vacuum sealers.
0: Right.
2: You know, once in a while, when we do shop at Costco, and you get a great deal on, you know, meat things like that, instead of having the worst is freezer burnt food that you have to throw away. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. that's painful. That's well, that's the. That's high more valuable stuff. than yeah, a little bit of. Uh, and I mean, we could we could continue doing this article forever about deep freezes and how much food yeah. people have. But anyway, but yeah, the vacuum sealer is really nice for that kind of stuff. You can seal it up. I mean, you're using plastic and electricity, but you're you're saving you, the food. You're saving the food and not wasting. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, be mindful. Uh, don't buy more than you're going to consume. That that's what I stopped doing. That's the number yeah, one yeah. thing. Right? Don't
1: just blindly go grocery just, shopping just to go grocery and shopping.
2: It's. Yeah, the stores have it figured out. They put the things at the end of the aisle on purpose. They put stuff on sale on purpose. They put stuff at eye level on purpose. Right. Get be get wise to the games, right? Yeah. Make a list, go there, get what you came for and get leave. Out. And don't go hungry. <laughs> don't go shopping. Hungry. Never go grocery shopping hungry. <laughs> they I mean... love that cuz that's why the samples are there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, everyone needs a little snack at 4 p.m., right? <laughs> <laughs> all right good episode boys i think we uh covered a little bit of something there yeah any uh, uh, any final thoughts
1: no i guess uh uh, just be mindful of what you're spending
2: yeah okay fair enough uh you can find us on twitter instagram facebook pinterest we're not sure about yet but (laughs) i made a
1: pin
0: the other day
2: oh my goodness yeah look at me i'm learning nice work
0: don't don't be afraid to comment yeah, give us a topic comment topics. please
2: subscribe if you like the show. Absolutely, and, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So, until next time, thanks for listening. Checking out, <laughs> checking <laughs> out, grocery store, right? Check, <laughs> out. Check out, come on, you guys are killing me. <laughs>